Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 146. Hey, this is Angie Lee from The Angie Lee Show. And if you want to know how to stand out to increase your inner circle, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but First, if you have not done this already, please go ahead and schedule a quick chat with me. I would love to talk with you sometime just for 10 or 15 minutes over the phone. Um, head on over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB. And in the pinned welcome post in the top of my Facebook group, you'll see a link that goes directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a quick chat. I'd love to talk with you sometime. So I'll catch you there or I'll catch you in the Facebook group. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Angie Lee. Angie is a serial entrepreneur, vibrant speaker, life coach, and marketing mentor for wellness coaches. Her genius is helping women embrace fear, take messy action, and monetize their passion online. Her superpower is marketing and helping women to turn their story into sales. A corporate and college dropout, 100000 in debt to seven-figure entrepreneur under 30 years old, Angie's passion runs deep for helping women unlock their full potential and finally create the income and life they desire. 
Empire. She's the host of the top-rated business podcast, The Angie Lee Show, and the founder of Pace Be Brave Summit. She's also the upcoming author of Raise Your Hand, The Ultimate Guide to Asking for What You Want in Life. Angie is the CEO of the Wellpreneur Mastermind, an online school that has taught over 1,500 wellness professionals how to grow their social brand and close sales with ease. She's cracked the code for organic marketing by successfully producing multiple six and seven figure product launches with no paid advertising or complicated funnels. And she now teaches her loyal community how to grow and scale their online business with standout branding, authentic messaging, and intuitive marketing. Angie, super stoked to be here with you. Welcome to the show. Why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us what you're most excited about right now? Yes, Travis. I'm so excited. So I would say... Right now, I'm the most excited about my events. I have a large event coming up in October, Pace to be Brave, and then writing this book and getting this book out into the world. So I would say those are the things that I'm really, really stoked about right now. Yes. Awesome. So much great stuff that you're working on, Angie. You've been following some of your stuff for a little while now. Ever since Lori Harder made the intro, really, I've been really following a bunch of your stuff. And oh, I love Lori. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. And her, her and Chris are doing some really, really great things. So I, I knew as soon as she made the intro that I was like, man, this, this is definitely going to be somebody I want to connect with. So oh, um, yeah. it's been really cool to follow your content ever since she made that intro. So I want to kind of take a step back here because there's a couple of interesting things that well, we touch on in the bio that I want to take a deeper dive into. So it says you were a corporate and college dropout with $100,000 in debt. Yeah. So oh, walk us through that. Walk us through like you know frustrations of obviously there was something going wrong and you were spending money that you didn't have. You were trying to learn stuff that you didn't want to learn about. And then all of a sudden you go into becoming an entrepreneur and then you pull a seven-figure business out of nowhere before you're 30 years old. A lot of stuff happening there. Can you walk us through some of that? Yeah. So essentially what happened is I was in dietetic school and I had a few semesters left. And while I was there, I was building my online business and my brand. And I realized that there was another way, there was another option. Social media started to grow. And I really forecasted that I was going to grow a large digital brand. I was going to really step into the influencer space, the wellness space, the business coaching space, the life coaching space. And I felt like me finishing dietetics would be a bad decision. I've always been a free bird. So I walked in one day and my counselor essentially gave me the ultimatum of, do I make the decision right now or should I wait 48 hours? And she you know, put a lot of fear in me of what are you going to do? What job are you going to have? And I just knew, I knew in my gut that I wasn't born to work for someone else 40 to 60 hours a week making 30, 40K a year in a hospital. So I said, no, I signed the papers, I left. And that really was the boost for me to build this online digital brand. And in the meantime, I was $100,000 in debt. Part of that was from school. Part of that was from investing in the business, coaches, mentors, programs. And I kind of just put it all on the line. I'm definitely someone who likes to burn the boats. I want to not be able to swim and then I'll actually swim. So for me, it's always been in alignment with my personality. I know some people listening might be a little bit more safe, but I think that I need that sense of urgency. And I left college and I had jobs during the summers of college and for a little bit when I got out working as a nutritionist and a nutritional consultant and I would be there and I just knew this wasn't it. So I decided to take the risk of putting most of my time into creating the social media content, answering my followers, creating that written and video content. I put my heart and my passion into it, realizing that while I'm already in debt, I might as well try this out when I'm super, super young instead of paying attention at work or (laughs) instead of, you know, even when I was in classes, I'd be sitting there writing a blog instead of paying attention to chemistry. So I really went a very rebellious route. I went something that could have completely not worked. It could have been a huge mess, but I decided to just play in that mess and decided to say, 
why not? Why not try it out? Because at the time I was 21, 22. I mean, I'm still super young. So I think that 28 now, I think that that's the best time to do stuff before you have kids and a mortgage and all this other stuff. And yeah, I learned how to pay off debt and I learned how to be really, really hungry and how to essentially use that debt as fuel in order to pay it off. And I do think that that debt really was a gift for me. And I know someone listening definitely is in debt right now. So they're feeling the heaviness of that and turning around how you see it and realizing that it won't be forever. And it's something that you can use as leverage too. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about the the cliff notes of kind of what I went through, but I was always a rebellious kid. I always knew I'd be an entrepreneur. And so it's very me and my personality for last minute, right before I was about to (laughs) become a dietitian, I left to go be a free bird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think you touched on something there though, that's really important. And I think that a lot of people listening to this right now might misconstrue the word debt, because I think that Anytime you hear the word debt, you think you automatically associate it as a bad thing, right? But sometimes there's good debt. There's good reasons to borrow money. There's good reasons to do that kind of thing. And almost every single person I've talked to, maybe they didn't put themselves in debt, but they spent a good amount of money either way, whether they had the money or didn't have the money on coaches, on mentors, on masterminds, on learning before they had their online business. And I'm talking about the seven-figure people. So if you're out there going like, well, I have my online business and I didn't spend any money, anything. Well, take a look at your revenue. And I'm not trying to say that in like a mean kind of a way, but honestly, take an honest look at it and really consider that maybe it's about that time to spend some money on that. Can you talk about how important it was for you at the beginning to spend money on that sort of a thing? Yeah. Investing in yourself when you don't have it is the scariest thing to do, but it's the only way to do it because the irony is you don't have the money and what you're doing now obviously isn't working. So you got to try something. So a lot of people are afraid to invest when they don't have the money, but I actually think that's the best time to invest in yourself because you need it the most and you you should have nothing to lose anyway. So you might as well, right? You're already in debt. And that's the way I saw it. I was like, well, I'm already $80,000. Might as well hire a coach, a business coach, get a website done, go to Tony Robbins a few times. It added up and I don't regret any of it. And for me, I think it was all integral in my growth process. And I don't see it as a loss. I saw it as something that I needed to do to put myself on the line, to take it seriously and to actually have that fuel to make a change. And it is scary because you're betting on yourself. You're not betting on necessarily that coach or even Tony Robbins or whoever that is. I was betting on me. I was betting on Angie and I was betting that I would figure this out. And I was so determined and so clear that I would and so confident that I would that I was willing to put money on the table. And I think that's a true testament of an entrepreneur is when you're not just all talk. You're like, I'm going to do this. and I'm going to put money down. (laughs) Taking action. Yeah, for sure. And the ability to look long-term though too, I think is so overlooked because... Like intrinsically, when you look at it, obviously $100,000 is not a small amount of money. But how much more money have you made in your online business than $100,000? Like, is it really that much money in the grand scheme of things in life? Is it that much money to like invest into yourself? And obviously, like you're saying, some of that was college stuff and all this other stuff. But for somebody out there that's like, man, I've never spent more than 500 bucks on an event on investing in myself. You know, I think that's a really big lesson to take away is that that, that was what really got me when I was investing into my podcast, into my brand, and all the stuff that I continually invest in, and the masterminds that I'm currently involved in, and the branding packages that I've currently you know, purchased all that stuff that I've spent money on. And I've, I've always looked at it like originally as, man, that's a good amount of money. But then I look at it from a different standpoint and think the amount of money that I could make from this investment is far beyond the little bit of money that I'm investing up front to get this going. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So is there this episode of the Build Your Network podcast? We'll be back in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site we are guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job descriptions, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. I personally love Indeed. It makes it easy to hire great talent, and according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. That's right, worldwide. Wide. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash network. The offer is valid through March 31st. So what are you waiting for? Go to indeed.com slash network and claim $75 in free credit before March 31st. That's indeed.com slash network. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode of the Build Your Network podcast is brought to you by Gusto, the all-in-one HR for growing businesses. You can get everything you need to hire, pay, manage, and support your hardworking team in one intuitive platform. You can automatically file and pay all state, local, and federal payroll taxes, do simple time tracking, time off requests, and more, and have access to a wide range of health and financial benefits and direct access to certified HR experts. That's just a few of the amazing tools that you get with Gusto. And right now, you can get three months free when you run your first payroll. All you have to do is use the URL gusto.com 
com slash Travis. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash Travis. All right, let's get back to the show. Is there a direct correlation, do you think, between the ability to look long-term and the amount of risk that a person is willing to take? Yeah, I think a few things come into play. One, it's your age, of course, and it's not to say in your 60s or 70s you can't take risks still. I mean, at any point, take risks because who knows I when life ends for anyone. But I think that it's also taking into account the state that you're in. You know, I like to play the game of the worst case scenario. And I do this fear matrix, like this blueprint where I walk through it and I say to myself, okay, if I don't do this, what is that costing me? So I play out the opportunity cost. I play out, if I don't do this now when my mid twenties, when am I really going to do it? Let's be honest. I'm not, I'm going to wake up and be 40 and it's something that I wish I would have done in my twenties. So I play out a lot of different scenarios of the worst thing that'll happen is that I end up, I don't know, am I going to be homeless? Am I going to, where is this really going to go? And I think we like to romanticize the the worst sometimes as humans. And so we think, oh my God, investing this in myself, it's going to be the worst thing. I won't make any money. And we're almost manifesting what we don't want to happen. And we're almost making it worse than it is going to be. And I think most entrepreneurs, if you truly have the entrepreneurial bug in you, you will figure it out. Of course you will, because your greatest gift is resourcefulness. And so if you can be resourceful, then you'll be fine. <laughs> so it's almost like having this playful nature with it too, of not, not taking it too seriously, because mm-hmm. it was scary. I mean, my debt was, I didn't want to look at it. I remember banks yeah. calling me and I would just delete the voicemails because I thought if I deleted them and didn't pay them, that it didn't exist. And then I realized... just go away. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found out what interest was and I found all these other things. So it was a weird, weird wake up call. But in a weird way, a small, small part of that naivety allowed me to believe that it's just a number. It doesn't really define my happiness, my success, my worth. It's just a number in a Mm -hmm. bank account. So I'll figure it out just like everyone else who was successful. And if you interview very, very successful people, I believe that 90% of them will tell you they were in some sort of debt at some point. Mm -hmm. I think that you almost have to be in debt before you make a lot of money because you know what the other side's like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you just have that beautiful contrast. Right. Well, like I was saying, I think there's a difference between good debt and bad debt. Yeah. I think a lot of people think like when they think of, oh, 100K in debt, they're thinking like, you know, I got my car and I I financed my TV and my refrigerator and I financed this and that that I also couldn't afford. And like, that's the kind of debt that most people like think about. But when you and I are sitting here talking about debt and just for context of people listening, like we're not talking about that kind of debt. We're talking about the debt that pushes you forward, that makes you better, that increases your network, that increases your knowledge base, that increases your ability to do something, that kind of debt that increases your business or like right now taking advantage of real estate market or something like that. Leveraging other people's money is a fantastic way to get started in business because most of the time when you're getting started in business, you don't have any money of your own. So like and exactly what you were just saying, I literally just had this conversation with somebody probably less than an hour ago that's considering investing into something with me. And they were talking about, well, you know, once I get these like three or four clients, then, you know, I'll then like, I'll think about investing, you know, into your mastermind. And I was like, I understand where you're coming from. But at the same time, I think that you're looking at it the wrong way. Like the time to invest is now because that's what will help you to be able to get those clients. If you're always going to wait for the next income level to hit you before you invest in something that's out of your comfort zone, then you're not going to get to that income level or it's going to take you like a way longer time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. I actually have so far actually invested less as I've made more money and I'm completely financially free versus when I was broke, I invested a ton more. And I'm like, how ironic is that? Yeah. But it's the truth. Cause I'm just like, eh, maybe I will. Or I don't know. I'm, I'm now thinking of a mastermind I want to join in January, but like, which is like 40, 50 K. But before that, I mean, it was a lot of my 
most of my investing was when <laughs> I was broke. I mean, obviously, yes, I did, <laughs> and I outsource and those kind of things. But yeah. it's funny. I'm like, how ironic is that? I did it when I was hungrier and I needed it more, not wanting it. Now I'm like, oh, I want to do that. So it's it's a different right. feeling. It's a different emotion. It's a different driver. And there is good debt and bad debt. That debt wasn't from me going to get my nails done every day or buying Louis Vuittons. That that, that right. was from right. like conferences and or bottle service <laughs> at the club or something. Yeah. <laughs> service at the club yeah. <laughs> definitely was not i've always been god like a freaking baby grandma so i uh, <laughs> it was not for the club but yeah it was the 21 i sold part of the payment of the car went to tony robbins i mean things that just kind of i knew i needed and i wanted to be in that environment i wanted to pay the money to be at the, his environment and right. that event really snowballed everything for me of knowing what's possible and the mindset and i paid to be in that room of those people and sometimes you gotta do that you gotta pay to play and i think yeah, that yeah, yeah. It's this interesting concept that people, I've heard that from hundreds and hundreds of people when I, when I used to do masterminds, they would say, you know, I'll invest in this when I sign my first 10 clients. And I'm like, well, the mastermind is to help you sign the clients. So Mm -hmm, (laughs) it's ironic. It is. Yeah. It's a catch 22. Like it it, it is difficult to be on that end of it though. When you're looking at it that way, it is difficult to pull that trigger when it is out of your comfort zone and it is the unknown, right? Because that's the biggest thing about networking, Angie, that I have a, a hard time communicating with people is like, it's so hard to actually like really measure the ROI with numbers, like real numbers. You know what I mean? Like I can go buy a property, a piece of real estate, and I can calculate what my purchase price is, what my repairs are, what my after repair value is. And I can calculate a real ROI and know exactly how much money I'm going to make, you know, plus or minus a little bit based on estimations. But I know what that ROI is. So it's a lot easier to invest in something like that versus investing in something that's totally abstract that you can't really touch, feel, measure, or anything like that. What would you say to somebody that's sitting here right now listening to this going, yes, I want to do it so bad. I'm just so scared that I'm not going to make my money back. What would you say to that? Yeah, I think you have to realize... It's such a good question. I think you have to realize that you're never going to get to that point, that moment or that level of success, whatever that is that you deem success financially or emotionally without some sort of risk. I mean, what kind of game do people think this is? I just, I almost think that's funny sometimes when people think like, oh, I just got there by playing it safe money. I always love saying like the craziest people are the people who make the most money. Like you can't be sane to make a lot of money. I don't know. I've been talking about this recently with my community and my friends. I'm like, I think you have to be a little crazy. Like they'll say to me, oh my God, your income goals are this. Like it's absolutely like insane what you think is possible. And like, yeah, you think people who make a lot of money are sane? Like you have to have this level of this beautiful risk and trust and naivety and like crazy silliness of this is going to work. This is going to happen because I believe in me. And if it doesn't, I know that I'll pick myself up and I'm a better person because of it. And Mm -hmm. The woman that I am because I've taken so many risks is different than the woman I'd be if not. I mean, that transformation in itself, it forced me to level up. It forced me to be afraid a little bit. It forced me to be more mature. It forced me to understand finances and risk. And I think that if I would have just played it safe the whole time, I probably wouldn't I wouldn't be where I am energetically too. I don't know if woo-woo people are listening, but I think what you put out, <laughs> you get back. You know, I think it is yeah. something of I remember investing in my first big coach and I think it was 12K and I was terrified, almost ready to pee my pants. Like, what the heck? Oh my God, I definitely didn't have that. And I remember signing a few clients right after that, that week. And I don't think that's by chance. I think it was me just releasing and letting go and my own economy, not holding on to my money. I mean, we know what it did to the country. So I think that it's the same concept. It's like, if you're constantly only holding on to your money, I don't think that that's safe either. And obviously the other side of the spectrum of just throwing it bottle clubs at the, at the club, is <laughs> yeah. hard either. but you know what I mean? I think holding on to it all the time isn't going to serve you either. Money loves to circulate. Mm-hmm. And energetically, yeah. when you like learn more about the energetics of money, I think it's important to remember that it, it loves to move. And money's uh, got to flow. It's got to flow. flow. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. You, know? you got to flow money out to flow money in. That's for yes. sure. It's just energy. So yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That's the biggest thing though, is that people want the big results, but they're not willing to take the big actions. Right. So like, it's really, really, really simple. If you think like most people think, and if you act like most people act, and if you stay safe, like most people stay safe, then guess what results you're going to get? The results that most people get, which obviously isn't the results that the 1% get. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yep. It's just oh like, my gosh, I love it. It's just like funny sometimes, right? It's, it's weird when you're on the other side of the mindset and you've been at that bad money mindset. Cause you realize like, Oh, it's such a different mindset and mm-hmm. mindset of just, it's more belief. It's more trust in yourself. Totally. Totally. And the kind of the unfortunate thing is that our culture and society and schooling and everything is made to make you believe the way of the 95 or 99%, whatever the suggestion yep. is. Oh yeah. No, they're not telling you like, think completely outside the box and believe that you can make blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Right. They're teaching exactly. you play it safe, get your 401k, get your retire, you know, get it all set just in case you never know. Mm-hmm. And now we live in this really weird time of like, nothing's safe, nothing's known, nothing's guaranteed. So you might as well. Might as well just jump. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, like Tony Robbins was talking about, he's talking about some, there's a bank in Europe right now that's actually charging you money to hold your money there. That they're actually negative interest rates for the first time in like world history, in documented history, there's negative interest rates. So like even the safe route, even like saving your money, putting it in this investment account and that retirement account and your 401k and I like, even like the safe ways are now like starting to, begin to crumble. You know what I mean? So like it's either... uh, I think the bottom line is, and I think that you would agree with this and you can talk into this too for a second, is that it really comes down to clarity. Like who do you want to be? Because if you want to be the big, you know entrepreneur, the millionaire, like all this kind of stuff, then you can't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to get there by doing things that ordinary people do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. It's so funny. I was just talking to a few friends, like I said the other day, and I I think Will Smith has an amazing quote on this. And it's, if you're not thinking crazy, get ready for mediocrity or I don't know. My biggest fear is mediocrity. My biggest fear is not dreaming big. My biggest fear is someone saying, oh my God, you literally think that's possible. I mean, when I'm not doing that, what am I really doing in this game called life? I think it's meant to be abundant. You're meant to play. You're meant to stretch what you think is possible. And I'm a little crazy. Like my friends and I who live in LA and we think that way, we're like, oh my God, people, if they heard this conversation, they would think we are nuts, you know? (laughs) Like, oh, we'll just do this. I'll make another million dollars. Yeah, that'd be great. And I was like, what is going on? They're like, I think we're crazy. I'm like, but I think people who think that way actually receive it. And it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's not bad crazy, but it's, it's good crazy. It's thinking that you're deserving of something. So opening up to what you think is possible. And I always say double it. I think what I used to think was possible was so different. And now it's just a different game that I'm playing. And I think, yeah, it's an energetics of, of realizing that you got to not always think inside the box, like, like school teaches us and like our parents teach us. Yeah. Do you think that there's a direct correlation between the amount of money that you spent on yourself versus the mindset of being okay with charging a higher amount of money for people to buy your products and services? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I invested in coaches that were only one, two K. I only wanted to charge that because I didn't feel like, who am I to put that price tag? I've never even done it myself. It kind of feels like inauthentic and it feels a little bit like a fraud. So when I wanted to charge six to 10 K, I had to hire a coach at six to 10 K. And I do believe what you put in, you get back. And so it is something where you can't, especially in the business coaching world, the life coaching world, the health coaching world, I don't think you can expect people to invest that in you if you haven't in some capacity. It really shows that you're a leader and you're drinking what you preach, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. So I think right. there is an importance of, of being authentic. 
So I kind of want to shift a little bit here and talk about something else that we kind of touched on before, which is the fact that you've been able to create multiple six, seven figure business launches without like complicated funnels and all these different pages and this and that. And this click leads to this click, which leads to that and all these you know different marketing things that a lot of people put out there. How important is your personal branding when it comes to selling your products or services without a ton of paid ads and complicated marketing funnels. Yeah, your personal branding is everything, especially when you are going more of the organic route, which was not intentional fully. It was actually an accident because I was too lazy to run Facebook ads and I didn't want to figure it out. (laughs) So let me just be real open and honest. So what happened is I realized, okay, if I'm not putting the energy into that, I'm going to have to go exhausted somewhere else. I still have to put some sort of you know, energy into this. So what I did is I decided to put that energy into video content, audio, obviously a podcast. I put it into organic platforms on social and I've spent my life doing that instead. And yes, that still took a lot of time, but instead I wasn't running ads. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to see if it works. I want to know as a saleswoman and as a marketer that if I can do it organically, then I can do it paid. Mm Because the issue is people who've never done it once, even one customer organically, they wonder why their ads didn't convert because they've never known what it's like to clean up copy. They've never known what it's like to make pain points specific copy to a select audience. They don't know what it's like to communicate and be passionate on video or in a podcast. They haven't done it yet without money behind it. So money behind it, it doesn't really change the game. It just puts more eyeballs in front of it. But if you don't know how to convert the eyeball, you're still back to ground zero. So I decided to master organic marketing. And what I've done a lot is affiliate marketing. I've done a lot of brand building, like you said. I've done a lot of things that are kind of working around ads, doing everything except ads. And so my job has really been building that intimacy with an audience, responding to every comment, creating content they love, listening to their issues, doing a ton of market research on who is this woman? What does she need? How can I help her? So I've exhausted myself in the pursuit of creating really, really valuable content so that I don't have to run ads or sell as hard. And then they want to share it with their friend. And then with affiliate marketing, that's really helped me to leverage to sell out my courses and my masterminds. So it's been a little bit of a savvier way to do it. I wouldn't say it's there's no better or worse. I know a lot of people listening are like, well, sounds like it's easier just to run ads. And I do think now, yeah, I'm at a point where I, I do want to and we'll get to it if I finally just... <laughs> it's on my to-do list of other stuff. <laughs> I'm starting another company. Right. But I think that I love that. And it, it's weird. I didn't realize I was doing it. But now recently people are interviewing me like, hey, how did you do that without one ad? And I, I'm really trying to peel back the layers and ask myself, what was it? And it just keeps coming back to you authenticity, consistency, creating valuable content, video content, live video has literally built almost my entire business and the podcast. I'm just really consistent and I solve problems and I've done it over and over for God, seven, eight years. And then finally it clicks and then I'm able to do some light funnels where I do drive the traffic still to a website or a call or something. So there is a light funnel, but it hasn't been anything complicated where I act like my audience is a robot and they're going to respond to email four and then the four is going to go to this upsell and humans are humans. They're not always robots. So sometimes you'll know that you could pay someone a hundred grand to set up your funnel, but then if you don't get your butt on a live video and actually talk to people, they still won't buy it. So I believe humanization wins. Team human. (laughs) Yeah, totally. totally. I love that so much because so many people are always trying to shortcut things. Like we we live in an age of shortcuts and I've said that for so long. Like, Like if you can't make money without money, then you're not going to be able to make money with the money. So like if... Ooh, I love that. I love if you, that. 
yeah, if you're going to try to put together this whole launch thing and you can't figure out a way to do it without spending, you know, 50K on ads, then you're probably not going to have that successful of an ad campaign. Like, will you make your money back? Maybe, but like, you're not going to make a ton of money. So why don't you try to like get really good first? And then once you're good, like now, if you put together something, Angie, and you put some ad spend behind it, it would do very, very well because you've honed the skill set necessary and put in the work necessary to get to the point that you're at right now. I think that that's so, so important. And I, I love that so much. And my background is in door to door sales. So I did a lot of door to door sales, which is obviously you're not paying anything for marketing. You're the salesman and the marketer. You knock on a door, that's the marketing. And then you <laughs> sell the deal, that's the sales. See what I mean? And I have friends who sit back and go a little bit more of just the, the ads route. They don't actually ever create intimate content or get on video or show their face or let them hear their voice. And they just run these ads. And it sounds like that would be the life. But one, it's a little sad because you kind of lose touch with your audience and their voice and what they need. And I love what I do. So it'd be sad to not be involved in that. And then two, it is almost like you're sitting and waiting for something that is not sometimes controllable. And what's great about affiliate exactly. marketing, which I do exactly. a ton and I crush is that I, I know that at least I'm going to get the sale. Yes, a cut was taken, but at least the sale was completed where with an ad, you could just throw money at Mark Zuckerberg and never know if you're going to really get it back. And so right. I do believe that women should start doing it and men who are listening when you have a little bit of money in the business, maybe 10, 12K months consistently, you're feeling comfortable and then you can put that money into an ads expert because unless you're super techie, it is a waste of your time to pay somebody else. Try to figure out the ads. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. At first I was like, well, I'll just learn Facebook ads. And then I got into it and I was like, nah. (laughs) If you're not techie, you'll just stick a pencil in your eyeball. (laughs) I'll just just pay somebody else to do that. Yeah, pay someone Uh, else. Yeah. So So, sounds like we are definitely on the same wavelength on a couple of those things. You touched on something that I want to dive into. You said something about valuable content and consistent content. And that's something that I tell people a lot is like, they'll say something like, Hey man, how do you get these kind of people on your show? How do you build up, you know, your podcast and stuff? And that's what I tell them. Like, look, it's just about valuable, consistent content with context. If you can have valuable, consistent content with context, then you'll build some following. Like you may not be the Jordan Harbinger or Lewis Howes when you have millions of downloads on a monthly basis or something like that, but you will attract attention. Can you talk about how important consistent, valuable content is? It's everything because people come to you for education and then they stay for entertainment. So a lot of my content, I would say is educational or edutainment, as I call it. It's kind of a mix of education and entertainment. And what I realized is people come for searchable content. They come for niche specific content. They come for a pain point. They come for you to be the solution, their guide. And if you're not providing some sort of valuable education at first, you can't really get to the point where you're just showing them your lifestyle and you're doing more of the influencer route. So I've really led more with education, niche-specific content that solves a solution over and over and over again, building that trust and that intimacy with them, mastering the art of storytelling to sell. And I've just rinsed and repeated that over and over. And then from there, now I'm able to open it up into a little bit more of the entertainment content and having more fun with it and how I teach it. But people are coming because they want a solution. You know, it's, it's humans. We're searching things because we're in pain or we want to have a better life, more money, better relationship better body. Those are usually the three. What is it? Get laid, get paid and have a better... Wait, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, started, it started off really agreeable. Yeah, yeah. something. Get laid, get paid. What's the third one? I don't know. So it's, it's like people have these basic needs. And if you keep that in mind as a marketer, it helps you because you realize that people do want to be healthier, make more money, have better relationships. And I think that people try to make their niche really complex and really out there in the beginning. And I'm like, nah, start narrow. And then you can have more fun with adding in some of those weird elements. But mm-hmm. start 
basics. Start with the fundamentals of this is who I am. This is the problem I solve. I'm your guide. And you'll see more success in mastering that foundation and mastering your brand message, your brand story, and being highly visible versus trying to do something that no one's done yet. And there's not even a demand for in the market. Yeah. Yeah. As Gary Vaynerchuk would say, what does he say? The market doesn't give a sh- if it's not something people need or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that, it's totally true. And one thing that he also says, which ties into what we were just talking about, is you always want to provide at least 51% of the value in every relationship that you have. And when like you're creating that. a bunch of content for people that follow you, and you're just consistently adding really valuable content that actually helps people and solves real problems, then when you finally have an ask, they're way more likely to jump on board with that because they're like, man, I got so much from the free content. I've made money. I've changed my life. I've you know altered this here and that there with just all the free content that Angie gives out. If I'm going to pay her for something, I know I'm going to get some value from it. I and, literally... Uh, and that's the point of, of marketing that you want to get to. And I'm not saying this to, to boast to people. I'm saying this because I want to always study marketing and become better. And it, it took a few years to get to this point. But I literally have women on a probably daily or weekly basis now saying, I trust you so much. Like Here is my money. Please take my money. I've consumed so much of your free stuff. And right. it's been valuable that I can't imagine what your paid is like. I've seen that literally in, I can screenshot it and I have a folder of them just to show. And I tell my students, this is literally the words that came out of this woman's mouth. Take my money because I trust you so much. So when I tell them like, hey, build that trust with your audience, share that story, get on video. They think I'm just kind of saying it. I'm like, no, you get to a point where someone in their head subconsciously or consciously, and they send it to you, they'll say, man, Susie or Becky, you've been so valuable to me that I want to give you energy back. I have to know what it's like to work with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that does come after a few years or now with video, it can go faster than that. And with podcasting, but it's a beautiful place to be at because I realized I was able to gain that leverage by first providing so much that, I mean, it's exhausting. It is. I mean, good thing I love it, but it's been a lot. It's not just like one post with a few tips. It's been years and years of free content. And you know, with a podcast, I mean, we're doing this right now for free and Mm -hmm. it's building that trust with people. So they realize that we're valuable. Right. Right. That you have something of value to share with others. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. For me, it's been such a big awakening because like I said, I'm from door-to-door sales. So I'm used to like knocking on somebody's door and having a product that they have zero interest in, never thought about before, or maybe they thought about it, but probably not. And then I'm trying to like convince them to like that there's a need, first of all, and then to get that product from me and then to get that product from me right now (laughs) instead of like next week, you know? So like going this route where it's just like people are like, man, I get so much value from your content. Like, please, like, how can I have a deeper, you know, experience with you. And it's just like, how can I have a deeper? Yeah. I mean, women literally will say that. I think dudes are like, yo dude, here's my credit card. Let's do it. (laughs) They they say deeper experience. (laughs) Guys are a little bit more like, I don't know. It's funny. I sometimes I wish they just won't tell you. They just, yeah. Oh, they won't say. I sometimes I wish I worked with guys. They're just so much more to the point. Like, this is great. I want to work with you where women are, you know, so emotional about sometimes. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I wish I'm like, man, maybe I'll just start a guy's coaching business. They're so fun and easy to work with. So (laughs) It's funny. Oh, man. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and shift conversation one more time here because we got to talk a little bit more about networking. We've already touched on it with talking about masterminds and all the things that we've been saying. But I really want to ask you just a couple of quick questions because I know that, that you're really big into this. I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here on this conversation if it weren't for a connection that we both had mutually. And so I think that's it's such a huge and important topic. This is a question that I ask every single person that comes onto the show. And I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? Yeah, I do. I do believe that who you know, because I think there are a lot of really smart people out there. I think there are a lot of geniuses out there who have all the degrees, all of the knowledge, 
They've got all the answers, but they don't know how to make the connections to put themselves out there. So no one ever knows they exist. And my whole book, Raise Your Hand, is actually about even the the third piece of this is it's not about what you know, it's about what you ask for and what you show up for. So again, you could have the greatest contacts and the greatest network of people and you're a celebrity or you know celebs or whatever and and you have all this amazing knowledge but then the third piece is asking for what you want the third piece is actually showing up and if you don't do that then you don't have anything either so i think it's this beautiful blend of knowledge networking and showing up for what you want and it is more important i mean i am where i am because i've proven to a lot of people that i am valuable and then they've connected me to amazing people like you and it's just this beautiful spider web so i think especially when it comes to podcasting or if you are wanting to be an influencer listening or create a personal brand. It is a lot about that. I think stay in your own lane and don't have comparisonitis. And if someone doesn't want to connect with you, who cares, whatever, still do your thing and and prove Mm -hmm. yourself. But yeah, my thing is definitely with everything in life. I think jobs right now, people are getting because their friend connected them and referred them, not because the boss said your resume was the best. And you might, listeners may not want to hear that, but I, you know, play the game or get out of the game. I don't know. I can't. They say like, you can't fix the game. It's, it's how life works. And even with jobs, you know, people I'm hiring, I'm always like asking my friends, Hey, who have you hired to do this? Right. It's not really, I am looking for a skilled girl, obviously, but I want to know who I can trust to be around me and, and to be a part of the team. So it is always about who, you know, yeah, I could be a little bit off on this statistic. So if you're listening, definitely double check me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's over 70% of jobs are gotten by a referral, not by a resume. Like I said, I could be a little bit off on that, but it's definitely like a high number. Like when I saw that on a few different studies, I was like, wow, I did not realize it was that high. But I mean, if you think about it, like everybody would do that. If you're the hiring manager and your boy is like, Hey man, I need a job. Like you're going to know that person's work ethic. You're going to know that person's experience. Even if their resume is less impressive than everybody else's in the stack, you're going to be like, Hey boss, like my boy's going to kill it. He's going to kill this. Like, trust me. And that's how it's done. You know? So even in that job space, whatever you're trying to accomplish, that's why I love this show. And that's why I love this topic so much because it is literally in any industry. Like anything that you're doing, it always helps you out to have connections in that industry or in that lane, whatever it may be. So can you tell us a quick story, Angie, like something that the moment of success that you've had that you can trace back to like a series of connections? Do you have like any quick stories like that? Oh God, that's such a good question. Wow. I would say, you know, a large one is even just the podcast in itself. I would say every single guest, it's, I do pick them if they're valuable, but I think people would be surprised. I usually pick them because someone else trusted them or I like their energy, their personality. It's been more about them versus who is always the, you know, number one on this. So they say, I think the podcast was built through that, through referrals of, through getting other shows or having my own show. I think that's such a network game. Oh, this is such a good question. I'm try- oh man, no one's ever asked me this. I'm trying to think where else it's been really valuable. I mean, I live in LA. I live in the world of this right now. So anything you really want, and I mean this in a good way, I'm not into the whole like Hollywood scene, but I think in a good way for things you want to put on and things you want to do and I have a huge event coming with a sponsor that I've been wanting to work with. And that was through working through a friend that referred it. So it, it really has always come back to someone else validating and saying that this is a good quality person. You should connect with them. And Without being friends with that person, it would have never connected me to them. And it's this beautiful yeah. spider web. Well, that's kind of reminds you to be a good human, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And, and that's kind of the reason I asked that question because usually when I ask people that question, I get that kind of a response like, man, I don't know, like everything I've ever done has been yeah, I'm like, some I don't way know connected. Where start. <laughs> yeah, like, like almost every single point. I asked, um, when I asked Pat Flynn that question, he was like, man, literally every big moment of success I've ever had in my life has come from a connection. Like everything I've ever done that's yeah. been really cool. Yeah. Has come yeah. from oh my God, life. I love Pat. 
almost everybody you talk to that has had a good amount of success that has come through in their career, in their life, whatever it may be, however you define success, like they trace it back to relationships with people. And I love what you said earlier about like being human and just being a good person. And it, it always comes back on you. So we're kind of running out of time here. So let's go ahead and move on to the last segment. Just something I like to call the random round. A few quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Awesome. Yeah. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? I want to be a stand-up comedian. That would be awesome. <laughs> if you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Oh, The Rock. <laughs> mm. He's literally He's the best. He's, he's like literally number 1 on my interview, like my dream interview list. He's like the number Yeah, my brother has been with him a few times and oh, uh, really? said Yeah, said he's a great human, good person and he's not into, I don't know, he's just a good person too, among all the success he's had. And I think that people who are successful and still humble are the greatest people ever. So I would love to meet him and just hang out with him. And I don't know, I just love him. (laughs) (laughs) How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? Podcast all the way. I am just podcast all day long, every day. (laughs) Obviously, besides your own and besides the Build Your Network podcast, what is a podcast that you would recommend to the audience? Yeah, I love I love Shalene Johnson. I love How They Built It or How I Built It. This is an amazing show, How I Built It. Mm-hmm. I love Gary Vee shows. And then I'm a Joe Rogan girl. Like A lot of my idols are obviously men, which is funny, but I'll, a lot of the episodes I listen to are, are Joe Rogan. I just think he's very, very talented as a podcaster. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Reading my Oracle card. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not perfect. I wake up, I do celery juice every day, and then I do movement and and sunshine as soon as I can. So I get Light outside. And movement. I love that. Yeah. Is that from Aubrey or is that something? It is. Like it is. I'll do movement, sunshine, and hydration as soon as I wake up yeah, and yeah. walk outside. So I'll pound some celery juice because it's really hydrating. And then before I have any coffee or anything, and I usually go on a, a long walk just to get my body moving. I'll do some fasted cardio. I'll work out with my trainer if it's one of those days. And then I'll eat around 10-ish. And then I start work actually around 11. So I'll do 11 to 6. I'll do content or coaching. I like my mornings to be flowy and fun and love to put exercise in there. I'm not uh, anymore. I'm not the girl who wakes up at 6 and starts just creating emails and stuff. I It was too intense. So uh, mm-hmm. my mornings are usually pretty slow and they definitely have a lot of exercise just to get me in the zone. And then podcasts. I'll download the night before a podcast that I love that I think will amp me up in the morning and I'll play that on my walk. Yeah. Love that. The morning is for you. The rest of the day is for everyone else. Yeah. 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 That's really funny. Yeah. So for those of you listening, go check out Aubrey Marcus's book, Own the Day, Own Your Life. You will not regret that at all. (laughs) Okay. So what is your go-to pump-up song? I love Earth, Wind & Fire. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know who they are, obviously? Yeah. 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 Uh That song, Uh September. I was going to say, what song? Okay. Gotcha. September. <laughs> Everyone go listen to it. I'll put you in really in a really good mood. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you were just not very good at, Angie? Obviously singing. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, what am I not good? Okay, I'm not good at techie stuff. I am so ENFP, big picture creative. Like when my team's like, let's organize this. I'm like, no, let's not. So I'm very bad at... <laughs> nah, you guys do that. I'm very bad <laughs> yeah. at organization and detail. <laughs> cool. As we get everything wrapped up here, what is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Insta stories, 100%, hanging out all day, being weird slash giving value. So definitely Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. And what is your Instagram handle? At Angie Lee Show. 
at Angie Lee Show on Instagram. Go check out Angie's stuff. I follow her stuff on there. Her Insta stories are definitely entertaining <laughs> and definitely has some value on there as well. So go check out some of Angie's stuff. She's creating some really, really awesome content. Reach out, say what's up, tell you heard about her here on the show. Angie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a blast chatting with you. Oh, thank you so much, Travis. I love this. You're so good. You asked me really good questions and I was, I was stumped. So I love it. It was so much fun. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.